Just for today, Kate, if you will, I want to see if you're able to keep your headphones on today. <laughs> I hate wearing the headphones. I don't want you to Bye. do it if you don't want to do it, but I want to see how long you can go. Fine. A science experiment. I already want to take them off. Why does it matter to you? There's a it, it doesn't matter to me. I'm is curious. There, is there a sound issue that when I take them off, it's like, mm, you sound shit now? No. Oh, okay. It doesn't make any difference. I don't know. I don't like hearing... One, I don't like hearing my voice so clearly back to myself as yeah. I talk. Well, I think I sound I great. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be later when it's bad. <laughs> um, there is a physical pressure against my skull um, yeah. that's kind of tight and it gives me a bit of a headache after a while. So I'm like, oh, if we're going to be talking... Okay. And I feel like I had another reason, but... I'm not here to judge you at I all. feel I feel judged. I'm sorry. It's okay. Are you recording? I've been recording. Oh my gosh. I've never said this so, bad. Okay, go so on. So here we are on the good chat. What have we been up to? Nothing. Absolutely nothing? I've just been waiting. <laughs> You've just been s- sitting on your little stool in the corner. <laughs> I moved. Um, oh, you did move, so you didn't stay here the whole time. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was lying like a liar. Wow. Um, I moved. Where to? From one suburb to another suburb. What's I mean, up generally, up? I think that's how it <laughs> What's works. What's the address? <laughs> What's the exact address? Where um, is it? It's really nice. I get to take Ernie for walks by the water every day, and it's really nice. That's so cute. I know, and I so sound, I sound so fucking obnoxious. I'm aware of that, but it's now my only flex. Enough about me. What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, literally nothing. I have not moved. I've been yeah. watching a whole bunch of shows in preparation for today. That's a bit awkward. Because well, we're not it. doing that today. Oh. Michelle, you just got <laughs> pranked. Oh, that was so good. Wasn't that so good? It was so good. Wow. This is going to become a regular thing where we prank you. I didn't well, it get didn't work sued. last time. And <laughs> I, I was I was actually like, he's not serious, but I'll just wait for him to crack. Is what, what, is I was the, what is the punchline? Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. don't want to get sued by Ashton. For well, you said people. pranked, not punked. <gasps> yeah. How do you feel naming pranked? <laughs> um... Fine. Are you okay? Was I? I don't know. It wasn't even that bad, Michelle. So I don't. I don't even know why you're upset. Calm down. Stop crying. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, nothing really happening. Have you still been writing? Oh my god, yeah. But well, actually, no. I finished my first draft of my book. My book. Oh. Um, Is this an autobiography? No. <laughs> Am I being pranked again? We're just asking questions. It's just wishful, I guess. We want to hear about your book. It's a... Your book? It's a book about witches. Surprise. Hot. A little bit like Charmed? Well, sort of, but they're like anti-heroes. Okay. So it's like them doing... They're getting revenge on people. It's one of those stories. Have you watched the last season of Charmed? Oh, Charmed. No. Actually, do you know what? I was watching it and I I was talking to you about this at the time as well. And then I think they skipped a week or a few weeks where it didn't air. And then I was going to go back. However, my Paramount Plus account, which I paid a yearly subscription for, got hacked. (gasps) Who does that? Who hacks Paramount? I woke up one day and I had an email saying, congratulations, your email on your account has been updated or something. And I thought... I didn't change my email address. So I went to log into my account and I couldn't log in. Wait, did you try forgot your password first? It would send it to the new email. Oh, so. 
And then I contacted the customer support. I got a reply the next day saying, you know, we'll look into this or whatever. Mm. The case has been created. And I thought, surely this shouldn't take too long. Also, to pay for it annually, surely you could just say, hey, I want it cancelled yeah. because I know at least they're not watching it then. Well, I kept following up to say, can you please let me know, is there any progress or where this is at? Just so I can understand, I guess, what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And the last I heard from them was over 10 days ago where they said, we have escalated this mm-hmm. and our technical team is looking at this so they can restore your access to your account and subscription and everything. Since then, I haven't heard anything back. I didn't know what else to do, so I just disputed the charge with my bank to say, look, this is what happened. These are the screenshots. These are the emails. In my last communication with Paramount Plus, I did say, if you're not able to resolve this, can you please just refund my subscription amount? The Was saga, the bank helpful? They ha- raised a ticket with their processing I, team. I raised the ticket, so they need to, I guess they're going to look at it. Do you have a ticket number? I got a confirmation email. Once I contacted someone and they had a ticketing service, and I was like, oh, let me just get a pen. And she's like, no, 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 it's not necessary. And I was like, oh, what's the ticket number? She goes, it's seven. <laughs> it's seven. And I was like, oh. <laughs> at least like, add zero, zero at the I front know. of something. Or at least put it like a R-E-F, zero, zero, seven. <laughs> so it sounds more legitimate. Fair enough. I once made up a number at work. Someone called and they were like, I want a ticket number for this query. But we it was just like a general query. Yeah. And I was like, no, we don't give ticket numbers and she's like i want one so i just made one up ref zero zero seven <laughs> imagine she called up and someone else picked up the phone and was like this is in relation to ticket number and the other team i was just like what the hell <laughs> so um speaking of not having a ticketing system michelle it's not my fault that i didn't watch charmed i just want you to know that <laughs> that's fine i forgot that we were talking about Charmed. i was trying to bring it back i liked to me. it I liked it. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. You'll watch it eventually. It's cancelled. You've got plenty of time. Well, but who, who hacks a Paramount Plus account? Hey, how many streaming services do you both have? I've got Disney Plus, Netflix, and Binge. I have Netflix, Stan. I used to have Paramount Plus. I have... <laughs> I got rid of Stan. I was like, what do I have? I have that one? The only reason I had Stan before was because of Charmed, but that moved to Paramount Plus. So there's nothing on Stan that I actually care about. RuPaul. Oh, I, I used to watch that. that. I watch it religiously and I go back and rewatch seasons all the time. Look at that judgment. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It's just oversaturated, that whole market, I think. No, it totally is, but I will never not watch it. <laughs> I've been wanting to rewatch The Carrie Diaries, which I'm sure is something that you have not seen at all and have no desire to watch, correct? I saw the first season. Oh, I really liked it. I watched both seasons, but I discovered that it's actually on Nine Now and we can watch it for free with lots of ads in between. Oh, nine? Oh, wow. Ugh. Do you know what's a good streaming service? SBS. They have heaps of stuff. Oh, on yeah. There. I love really SBS. Good. Foreign and films. it's free, right? I think it's free. Yeah. I have like nine streaming services. <laughs> oh, sorry. We didn't ask. So, Kate, how many streaming services do you have? <laughs> nine. Isn't that like all of them? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Even Prime? Yep. Wow. Once I finished Yellow Jackets, I got rid of Paramount Plus. And I watched Nathan for You because that was really funny. Amazon Prime has a lot of those trashy romance sort of shows. And it's got movies. lots of fantasy. Like oh. that's going to be that they're trying to really push because they've got the um, Lord of the Rings. I don't think it looks very good, but oh, and that time wheel, whatever. Yeah, wheel so they're doing, time. and then they they've gotten a lot of animated fantasy. So I feel like Amazon's really trying to get its foot in the fantasy market because that's going to kind of be the big thing. Cute. Mm. 
Uh, do you have any of those specialized streaming services? You know, the ones that like really like. The, Dazone? Yes. I don't know what that is. It's but, for boxing. Oh, no. I've heard of there's one specific one that's. Like anime. Horror. Just horror stuff. Yeah. Shudder. Yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. I, don't have I felt shutter. like that was something that you would have. I don't like horror. Oh. Really? But you have you? that whole aesthetic. I you know. Are I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible person. Um, no, I don't care. I, I don't like being skeered. I get so skeered. <laughs> I can't handle it. It's hard for a movie to scare me these days because you can see when the jump scares are coming. Real life is more. Oh, scary. it always gets me. Every I, like it gets me every time. Mm. If I'm going to see a horror film, I have to pretty much read the Wikipedia summary. I have to know the actors. I have to know where it was filmed. So you have to know I'm, the timestamps of the jump scares. But, um, <laughs> No, because they'll still get me. Yeah. So I can watch it and I'm like, okay, I'm watching this, but this is filmed in Toronto. There was problems on set. like So I can detach myself from how scary it's making me feel. Okay. And it still makes me scared. Actually, that's funny because when I go into a scary movie, I feel like I have this mindset, don't get attached to anyone. Assume everyone's going to die. So you're not invested. And I think that's probably why I can sit through one, but I don't like them. I feel nothing. Okay. Whoa. In general? <laughs> Whoa. So it turns out Michelle's a sociopath. I watch horror, but it does nothing for me. I think the anticipation of the jump scares and things mm. is I can worse. watch them on mute. I feel like when it's got a good score, yeah. that's when it really penetrates and you're like, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. All right, this is getting into not safe for work territory. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. I find that the soundtrack ruins it for me. That's when it's like quite obvious what they're trying to make you feel. It's like when there's no music. I find that so eerie. It is actually because there was an episode of Buffy where, spoiler alert, Buffy's mum dies. <gasps> oh, and I'm so sorry. I remember that. Doesn't she walk here? She's like, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ugh, mommy. But they chose not to put any music in that episode because they said music comforts people and they wanted it to feel Yeah, well, sometimes the, the, sound of, the sound of silence in a scene is more dramatic so hello darkness my old friend yeah whatever Simon and Garfunkel over there (laughs) Michelle's too young she doesn't know I know that's like it's a meme it is a meme it's a a song first it was a song before it was a meme (laughs) really (laughs) my uncles were really into those people those guys those people (laughs) (laughs) those fellas so what what, can uh, I press a button do you want to push a button? I do want to push a button because there's like, okay, there's lots of like flashy colors. Yeah. What one can I press? Whichever one your heart desires. And I'm not going to speak about that. Thank you very much. And I'm not here for that. Okay. Balls to you. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. That's more like you. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Michelle, did you want to press a button? No, I'm good. <laughs> wow. Is this content? Because I'll do it if it's content, but. Do it for the gram. Did you just turn it off? No, no. Okay. I'm having what's called a conversation. My favourite one. That you are, Michelle. Uh, oh, are we going to talk about Big Brother Australia? Have you been watching it, Kate? No. Okay. Can I, you can, can talk I... about it and I can just make commentary. About you like... just go, ooh, and make little sighs and stuff in the background. Sure. Have you watched any previous seasons? Or... I saw Up to the Turkey Slap season. Oh, my gosh. oh and then you tapped out. Channel 10. Yeah. I was yeah. like 12. <laughs> Actually, I was younger. I wasn't old when I was watching it, thank wow. you very much. So you didn't watch any of the because they did like three seasons or four seasons on Channel 9. You didn't watch any of those? None. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I ask, is it the same format that no. it is Strangers in a House? They've changed the format. It's, it's more like Survivor now. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. That sounds 
Worse. Now they have <laughs> physical challenges to determine who's going to be up for nomination or who's safe from nomination and that kind of thing. So remember the whole Friday Night Live thing they introduced with the games? It's pretty much they do that every other day as a survival. Okay. It's good. It's more it like doesn't good. Sa- I'm going to say it doesn't, sound, sure? it doesn't sound good. It doesn't. I'm going to say this. You know I watch Big Brother. Yes, I do. This happened to me this year and it happened to me last year towards the end where it's starting mm-hmm. to wind up. I lose interest and I actually stopped watching it. Because it's all games and like this survivor-like mentality. Yeah. Is there any internal dramas? Always. To the same height? It's strategic stuff. So it's not like, oh my God, that bitch said this. It's more like, oh, well, I don't know if I can trust him in my alliance. It's not good for my guy. Because now they're allowed to actually talk about nominations, (laughs) which before they used to get in trouble for. So now it's all about strategy and convincing people who to nominate, who to vote for. I'm just thinking about my game. My game. What do they win? Money. How much? Two dollars. Two whole doll hairs. Yes. Is it five hundred thousand? I thought it was quarter a million. Of a, quarter of a million. Oh. Remember that year that they actually Did made the prize money? Yeah. yeah. Who won that that year? Up. Was that the? Oh, that was the Trevor. Trevor. He was actually in the house this year, so they had some OG housemates come back. Mm. And as they're getting picked off one by one. That's when I started to lose interest. And I'm just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I was really excited for Layla because I know her cousin. I forgot that she even came back because it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, now. she's only back. She was second she to was, leave. She was voted out very Did quickly. Did Blair go back in the house? No. Blair St. Clair. Who's Blair? Blair? One of the only people the to have like original. Like He went on to be in like Neighbours and like he's an Australian He dated now. Delta Goodrum. In the show. Is that the... No, that not Ryan Tucker. Who's Ryan Him? Tucker? No, not Ryan Tucker. I don't know where I got that name from. That's a name. It's a name from Neighbours, I think. It's a character oh, name, right? Character. She was Nina Tucker. Oh. Oh, so Ryan Tucker must have been someone else. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who did Blair play? I don't know, but he was in Winners and Losers. Oh. I loved that show. Oh, my God. Yes, him. I've seen him in so many Australian dramas, I completely forgot that he actually was on Neighbours. Fitzy from Fitzy and Whipper. Why yeah, yeah. He was an he was, a- he was AFL player and yes. then he went into Big Brother. And then he hosted that Friday, Friday Night, Night Live. Game. Yeah. Yes, I with, with Brie, who also was in the same Where's year she? as as Ryan. Where did, what happened to her? She's gone. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing these days. Who? Brie. She liked an off the shoulder. She liked a cold shoulder no, and a lip thinking, gloss. You're thinking of Gemma. Visually, I'm thinking she was like a hippie. Like uh, she had a labrette piercing with blonde curly hair. Yes. Yeah, she was super into lip gloss. But Gemma in the first season was known for the lip gloss. Oh. I'm Googling. I can't remember. Her name was Gemma Gaunt. Oh, the, my God. I, do you remember her? I've never seen her before. Oh. I've never seen this person before. I miss the original Big Brother. I feel like I want to go back and re-watch the original series because in the house, they had no idea. So they thought, no one's watching this. No one cares. And it was huge. Mm. I miss that innocence. Yeah, I don't know if that format would work anymore, though. Slow pace. You can't get that same... People go in there now for their career. So it's a oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a whole thing now. Well, um, you can go to see a publicist if you want to become yeah. some influencer or something. You can go and see a publicist to set up your brand and like how to market yourself. What's what? that noise? I can hear it from like when you had a Nokia in the 2000s yeah, and phones. it makes a buzzing. Phones, everyone take their phones. I think it's your phone. My phone's been here the whole time and no a problem. So I'm going to say my phone's not the issue. My phone's in my bag because I'm giving you my full undivided attention. Okay, Mine's bag lady. not. It is here because I get a lot of messages. Massages. 
in your case. Yes. Yes. Happy ending. So much for my happy ending. Everyone listening to that right now, I just want you to know that was 100% post-production edited. I'm going to do it now that I've said it. So then when when you listen back, (gasps) it will be spectacular. Oh. How exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I can't wait. Do you know one time I sang and I sound really good? Just one time? <laughs> Just one time. I cannot, as you all know, I cannot sing. But I was at a friend's house and um, it came up in conversation and I sang like a piece, a tiny piece of um, reflection from Mulan. Mm. Christina Aguilera. Mm, yes, but not her version, the movie version. Sure. And like, I don't know if it was just the acoustics in the room, but it sounded like fucking spectacular to the point that people stopped and were like oh, I didn't know you could sing wow. and I was like oh I can't <laughs> like, no, I will never th- don't this ask me to do it again pretty much I'm like yeah. that was the highlight of my singing career literally a Missy Elliott one time exclusive right I want to say though you did say that you can't sing speaking of that and speaking of Big Brother Sarah Marie, I'm going somewhere with this. Sarah Marie released the party album back in the day and she recorded I'm So Excited with I the Sirens. I remember with the bum dance. Yes. And she was in the studio and Meryl Bainbridge, flashback, Whoa. was also there. Sarah Marie was saying, I can't sing. And Meryl Bainbridge told her, everyone can sing. Okay, yes. And I do agree with that. Yeah. Everybody can sing. I cannot sound good when singing. I beg to differ. Please don't sing. However, I can give a spectacular performance. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah, I can turn up. If you want a performance, I yeah. can give you a performance. If you want something to sound good, I am not your. I am not the girl for you. I'm not right. the woman for you. We'll just call you Brittany. Oh, uh, oh gosh. Anyway, She's um, been through a lot. No, she has been through a lot. Did you see her wedding? I saw oh. the picture with Ooh. Selena Gomez and, and the spread of celebrities. And was they were singing key? Madonna. Was that low key? Or? No, it was Thor. Oh, stop. I don't even watch those movies and I could even make a joke. You need a link. Yeah, to you. Was, we're done. We're done. End the podcast. That was amazing. End on that note. That was so funny. See you next time on Good Chat. Um, so, okay, it was a high-end event and it looked like it should have been more full than it was. Mm. It was a weird group of people. So Paris Hilton was there. Selena Gomez. Madonna. Madonna. Donatella Versace because she did the gown. And then, like, Drew Barrymore. You're just that listing so icons random. at this point. No, no, but when you think of Britney Spears' wedding, yeah. is that not a weird group of people to have at your wedding? Honestly, I just... For I, a normal person, yes, but you're Britney Spears, <laughs> so no, no, you no, can no, have those people I just feel like this... I don't know. I just thought it would be... Like, it looked really empty. Yeah. It, it, like everything with Britney, it just looks off. Do you know what it is? Maybe <laughs> because, especially because of what's happened and where she is right now... Mm. She's not going to have her family at her wedding. Oh, no, no, no. And I never expected her family to be there. So she probably just had people that had supported her, people she could trust. Yeah. You take out the obligatory family invites. Yeah. And that's like, honestly, goals. (laughs) It just was, I'm going to say disjointed. When you look at the pictures, you're like, oh, oh, this doesn't look like it was a fun event. I only glimpsed the picture, so I don't know if I'm being unfair here, but it looked like some sort of like backyard wedding. It looked like someone made a backyard venue look fancy. Hmm. Like there was flower walls. and It looked very, it was cool 10 years ago and she's doing it now. 
well. Honestly, love that for her. So, did you hear about her ex husband who Which was trying to crash? One? Kevin, Jason Alexander. Oh yeah, Not the one that off showed Seinfeld up. Fame. Yeah, that he he married her in Vegas. Remember, for like yeah. one day or one. Yeah, so he broke into the place. I don't know if it was her house or wherever the wedding was. He'd broken in, and I don't know why you would do that, but it happened. And he was live. He's streaming live while it happened. Oh my gosh! Can you still find the stream? Probably. Um, I think so. What's Look wrong with up. him? I have no idea. Did he see him unhinged? Did you watch the video? I just saw I really mean, low quality video. I mean, at the end of the day, he video. broke in, so yes. <laughs> yeah, but did he see him unhinged I mean, as well? you would have to be a little bit. So, Michelle, you mentioned earlier that you watched shows in preparation. Please elaborate. I hate Why it when I this? have to start the segment. <laughs> start strong. I, oh. Anyway, Mindy Kaling has a whole bunch of shows out, well, two, that I'm really enjoying. So Never Have I Ever, which I know you watch. Have you watched The Cape? No. I find, like, I've watched a couple of things that Mindy Kaling has written, and I find some, she, what she writes about, she may have definitely changed, but some of the things she had written, I was just like, mm, that doesn't sit well with me. Oh, like problematic? or oh. Yes. This is, like, early in her career. So that's why I've always been like, nah. And I like, read her book, and I was like, mm. I know I did the audio book. I couldn't, oh, right. I couldn't finish it. I watched Never Have I Ever and the main character, Davy. Yeah, oh, no, she's so toxic. She's so toxic and constantly causing drama. But it's exhausting to watch. It can be, yeah. And I'm just like, just stop. She needs to be stopped. She Enough. needs to be stopped. Enough. Exactly. <laughs> but are you watching the story arc of her being stopped or does she kind of get away with everything and she's supposed to be likable in her toxicity? Oh, it's a lot. It's definitely a strategy where you have like a protagonist that's like toxic and annoying and does all this stuff. But, but you is, her still... is their character arc them changing? Yeah. So like that's kind of like the redeeming factor with others. But I don't know if it really is happening in that show. It's so much like she gets consequences for her actions for sure, but I don't know how much she's learning from them you know yeah from the end of season two she hints at it it's not like the absolute worst thing ever in the entire world it's just like why do you keep like Carrie meddling? from Sex in the City you're getting involved you keep causing this drama or getting into this drama unnecessarily yeah. that, that's what it is but I feel that it's very it can be very hard to have the main person of a show not be likeable yeah I feel it, like I'm being too be, harsh It now. can be very off-putting. Is she still funny? Yeah, I'm sure it is still funny. Yeah. I enjoy that's the probably, show. That's the main reason why I watch it. Well, she, it's obviously doing well because people like this is, is season three. Yeah. And what's the other show she's done? So it's um, The Sex Life of College Girls. Oh, I yeah. I saw the trailer for that and I was just like, mm, I no. binged it in two days. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Not like funny that I can quote it to you right now, but it was funny in that I just couldn't stop watching it. Do you recommend it? Yes, I'm not clear. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, if you didn't like Never Have I Ever, I think that this is probably a better show. Ah. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. I'm not going to lie. I saw the trailer and I went, oh, no. It's got that guy from Sabrina. Ambrose? No. Um, Nick? Nick? Yeah. That's the thing. I've gotten to a point where I'm, I look at these shows and I'm like, I'm, this is, I am not the age bracket. I'm too old for this. I oh can't watch gosh. it. Oh my gosh. That means I'm getting too old too, so don't you're say not there, that. You're not, you are definitely not there yet, but once you get to that point, you're suddenly like... Oh no, I don't want that it to happen. happen. The only show that I've been able to watch is Sex Education that's still in like a high school setting. Mm. And even that sometimes I'm like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> that's the one that Margot Robbie's in, right? No. I know, I'm kidding. It's because the girl looks a lot like her. I know. I saw the bit coming and I was like, I'm yeah. shutting this shit down. Yeah, you shut that down. I <gasps> Have you that. seen the images though for Barbie, speaking of Margot Robbie? I've seen all the TikToks of people just casually walking past Margot Robbie because it wasn't a closed set and in between takes, people were allowed to pass through. 
I think it's going to be really interesting. Greta Gerwig's a great director. So whatever you're thinking it's going to be, because I was looking at the cast list and it looks like they've got a bunch of different people hired as Barbie. So there's going to be multiple Barbies. There's going to oh. be multiple Kins. So even though we're seeing Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, it's not going to be what you expect. Fair enough. That's my prediction. Is it going to be some deep social commentary sort of situation? I don't think it'll be that deep, but I just think it's going to be more diverse than people think it will be. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Michelle, what else are you watching? Okay, we'll move away from the the teen drama. No, that's all you watch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also watched... Obi-Wan Kenobi, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay, you did it. I love the way that you said, did you see it? And you were only looking at Kate because you know Yeah, because I knew uh, that you're like, what's Star Wars? I don't watch Star Trek, sorry. Can I give my thoughts on Star Wars? You can do anything you want. I think that Star Wars is like a tapestry and Disney keep pulling at its threads and leaving in it tatters. And I feel like Star Wars is a huge, massive, big, expansive universe. And all they ever want to do is focus on this tiny, shitty little story about this group of people that don't matter, which is the Skywalker story. And they keep pulling at the threads and they just keep pulling and pulling and pulling and ruining it. And you keep learning too much about them. And you're like, can we just learn about something else? Can we get new characters? Can we get original stories, please? Can we get out of fucking tattoo? because I'm done. I don't want to see Tatooine anymore. I've seen enough of it. I get that it's easy and cheap to film there, but I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see it. Look, I agree. I can't stand Luke and Leia anymore. I don't care about Anakin. (sighs) Watching this show was a fucking punish. Like, first four episodes was brutal. And then you finally did get to the last two episodes and you finally got that big epic fight scene that you were clearly waiting for. You were done. And then you were just like, oh, can this, like, be over already? And then it ended, and I was like, well, I got nothing out of that. I feel like I have watched this entire series, and it has done nothing to progress the story. It has done nothing to make me more engaged with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? As an empath, I sense that you did not enjoy (laughs) this series. Can I tell you what? Okay, it was more annoying. I nothinged it. It was neither good nor was it bad. Wow, so that's probably even worse than being bad. It was worse. I would rather it be bad so it would be laughable. The only thing that was laughable, because what was very upsetting, is Deborah Choi, who was the director of the entire series, she did really good episodes when she filmed The Mandalorian, but then when she did this, she came in and the shots were so weird. Okay, yeah, I did not like terrible yeah. shots, like wide angle, and then she do a close up, but of a shoulder, and you're like, "What is this shot? What are you doing?" The cinematography definitely was a letdown, and I also just felt the show overall felt a little cheap. Yeah, it did. Which is not what you expect from Star Wars. I get that they're experimenting with new technology and I hope that they do perfect it for these live action shows because I do want what you're saying where they start branching out because it is Old Republic. Like they could explore all this other I'm looking forward to Andor because one, that's supposed to be about a spy espionage. It's more political and it should be in the timeline. It should not have any connection to current characters. It should be all Mm. original. Yeah. I would love a Star Wars political drama. Like well, hopefully, this is what we're, <laughs> hopefully Andor will deliver on the espionage. Yeah. And the good thing is with that, we know his storyline has an end because of Rogue One. Yeah. Which, controversial opinion, was the best Star Wars film. Uh, it's not rewatchable for me. Oh, it's the only one I will rewatch. I liked it, but the only sequence that I rewatch from that is the final act, I would say, when they're at the scarf. Oh, I love it. I love all. I, I love that Mads Mikkelsen is there. I love Ben Mendelsohn as he is such a good villain. I love that Donnie Yen is there as almost like a church-going believer in the Force, but he doesn't have it. Yeah. Like Reza Med is so good as Brody, and you've got 
Saul Guerrero. Yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, just so good. Yeah, look, I'll circle back to Obi-Wan Kenobi really quickly. What were your quickly. thoughts on Obi-Wan? I thought, look, I see where you're coming from. I didn't think it was that bad. I enjoyed it. I feel like it would have probably worked better as a movie because I agree. those first four episodes were kind of like, come on, like, Yeah, you're up. watching it, waiting for the last two episodes. Yeah, but I grew up on the prequels, so I... As did I. Yeah, but you don't like Hayden Christensen, and I of don't. Course. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa! I, I do not like Hayden Christensen. I don't like George Lucas as a director. He True. Hadn't... So Hayden Christensen isn't the best actor, but he can act well with good direction. He will give as much of a performance as he is directed, and he wasn't given anything. So that's why when you look at someone like Ewan McGregor, who is a great actor, and he kind of just took it on himself to give the performance. And he had the performance of the old guy to kind of base, how does my mm. character become that? So he had something to work with. And yeah. he's working with Liam Neeson. So they're obviously two great actors working together. But George Lucas is not a good director. That's why scenes went nowhere in the prequels. Yeah. The prequels have their merits. Oh, oh, and the other oh. thing. Sorry. You're gonna, one, if you're going to keep going with this universe, make it a universe. Stop keeping it so small and contained. Mm. But did you play the video game? Because you know the scene where they're running out with the girl and like, there's the water? They're running through the corridors. And oh, he's yeah, chasing. fallen that, order. Taken yeah. exactly from, like, shot for shot from the video game. Yeah. Shot for, why would they do that? I why think, would they that... think they think that that's what fans want. They want nods to other, but, other no, that's comics. Not, and... But that's not a nod. That is like a scene, shot for shot retelling when you've already played that. Mm. And it was better in the game. It just felt like lazy story writing. And I didn't like the end of Mandalorian when that Luke came back. I thought it should have been Mace Windu. Because how fucking epic would have that been? Well, apparently he's rumoured to return. Too little too fucking late because they already had the perfect opportunity. So you remember when, like, the Mandalorian, they saw the guy come onto the... And he, like, killed everyone. Yeah. And then it, you saw it was a green light. So you knew it was Luke. Yeah. Imagine if it, the thing turned on and it was purple. And you would have been like, whoa! Honestly, I probably would have thought it was like Mara Jade or someone who's an EU character. But the only person who ever had a purple lightsaber was Mace Windu. In the films. No, in the universe. No, Mara Jade had purple too. Whatever. But it would have been cooler <laughs> if it was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, well. I love that Kate is the mean judge on Australian Idol. <laughs> Do you want to know the crazy thing? I don't really care for Star Wars that much. I love it. You seem quite passionate about it. Yeah, you're I, very passionate. I'm, I love Star Wars. I live and breathe it, but... I've been... It's a, it's a universe that I've been forced into. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, I didn't mind it. Thought it could have been streamlined a little better. Cinematography could have been better. Fair Overall enough. thought it was an okay addition to the universe. It was good to see the favourites from the prequels return because I think that Disney makes too much about the original trilogy when there are a lot of fans of the prequels, so it was good to have that. But yes, Kate hated it. I hated it. That's all that matters. Yeah. He made me join this stupid app. I don't like it. Keep sending me notifications. You never do it. You never post. Do you do it? Post what? What? Be real. Be real. Be real. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Am I being punked again? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. It's a real app, and it like every day you're supposed to take a photo when the thing goes off, and it takes it from your front camera and your rear camera. Oh. The notification happens randomly and you add friends on there and everyone gets the notification of the day at the same time, different times every day. It's a really cute premise. And then you can view their be real photos of the day just for the day. Every day it's going to be so the, sad. It's going to be the same It's me thing. in an office or me yeah. watching TV. <laughs> same. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that sounds like... Or I'm busy and I'm like, I'm not going to do it now. Maybe we'll 
will inspire you to do more interesting, exciting things in your life. Can I do? Can I just set it when I want? Like, can I just go in and do it and you override do the it notification? Late. You can only do it once the notification has come, but it will oh. say you've done it two hours late or whatever, but you can still do it. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. <gasps> I'll tell you what I have to do. I've got to get back onto freaking draw anything because guess who got an <sighs> iPad? With a wow, stylus. Wow. This Cheetah. Oh, 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 I wonder who or who gave me that idea. All right, let's do it. I usually try and put little Easter eggs and little stuff I, in there I for do you. Know. Sometimes I, one of my favorite things is you'll draw something totally wild and inappropriate yeah. <laughs> and then get rid of it and then draw and then the, real, draw the thing. real thing. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and then I try and do it. And I'm like, oh, this looks bad. Did anyone watch season four of Stranger Things? No. I haven't seen the two new episodes yet. I did. I stopped watching maybe in season two. Is anyone else over it? Okay, going into it, I didn't want to watch it because I was like, bleh. And then um, I was like, it's just going to be the same fucking thing. The upside down, a gate's going to open and then they're going to need 11 to close it. Yes. Because that's every freaking season. Spoiler alert. But did you find 11 particularly draining this season? It's like she's regressed to a... I know she was in like a thing and she was tortured and whatever, Mm. but it's like when she was writing her letters to Mike and she sounded so childlike and then she's in this mature relationship and I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like they've kind of over the seasons, she's become a bit more... She's regressing. Yeah. She should be somewhat maturing. She talks like a child. Yeah. It's weird. She's getting older as a character and as an actress. Why is she sounding like she's still like 10 years old? I think they're trying to show that she's uneducated because she wasn't given a proper education. But I don't know. Were they giving her English lessons in the... Well, yeah, that's the thing. How come everybody else in that freaking school was fine? Such a good point. Right? The best thing to come out of Stranger Things was Kate Bush. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. So there's been a revival. Yes. Kate Bush released Running Up That Hill in 1985. Mm. And it's been 30 something years. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone to number one for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It's a freaking great song. And did you know that yes. they made the wide headset for Kate Bush? I think I saw not that on TikTok. Britney yeah. and not Madonna? Apparently. Like the Blonde Ambition tour? Mm, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> Michelle, I don't think you're going to have much of an opinion on this. No offense. So I'm I hope offended. You're not offended. Are you offended? I, I'm, I'm so offended sorry. by those things. Sexism, <laughs> misogyny, every die and every why. Mr. Speaker, <laughs> he doesn't need a motion in, in the, the House of Representatives. Representatives. He, he needs, needs a, a mirror. mirror. That's what he needs. And look at him, looking <laughs> at his watch, probably because a woman's taken up too <laughs> much time. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God, everyone hates us. <laughs> They should fucking love us. <laughs> they should, but they won't. Wow. This podcast is getting too political. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, we were yes. talking about music and how uh, it's so like made how its do revival. You, but how do you oh, feel? I'm torn. You like are Natalie Imbruglia. I'm torn. <laughs> oh, are um, you torn about how this is making resurgence and you feel like you have an ownership of Kate Bush? Is that what we're talking that's about? That's kind of what we're talking it's, about. The problem's you. It's not about, it's not about <laughs> gatekeeping or... But it kind of is. It's what you're doing. It's what you're doing Do and you, you, need, you need to stop. <laughs> no. I think that people are going to think that I'm either listening to or talking about Kate Bush because of Stranger Things. Yeah. But that's not the case. But... Why but do I care what, what I think people, people might think yeah. because of this thing that's happened now? Yeah. Do so you know you're, it's almost like you're 
concerned that other people are going to think you only like it because it's popular. Yeah, now. and even if they do, who cares? Exactly, but that was my thought process. Because you can just drop nuggets of Kate Bush information. <laughs> I think it's really difficult, um, especially when something has been so niche. And because um, Kate Bush, she's a big icon. Don't get me wrong. When you think of icons from the seventies and eighties, yeah. she's not in many of the top lists, even though her music is fundamentally iconic. So I feel what- like you're being a little bit controversial, but that's okay. Well, no, but I, w- I would definitely think that if you if you asked any general person yeah, yeah. who were the big female pop stars of that era, not many people are going to have Kate Bush in that top five. I didn't know a single song of hers until I realised that was her. But this in is point. This is what's happening now. A lot of people, if you mention Kate Bush, would just have no clue. But now they'll say, oh, yeah, that song from Stranger Things. Yes, and me. That's whole, what I'm like, saying. Literally hundreds of thousands of millions of people now know this song. Mm. I don't know. I find it strange to... Uh, strange. It's a strange thing. It is it's a strange thing. <laughs> it's a strange thing. It is, but, I mean, I understand if you say... Kate Bush, they don't know who she is, but if they heard Running Up That Hill, they would say, oh, I've heard this somewhere or something. But the number of people that genuinely had never even heard it before ever until Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, I recognised the song. But okay. I didn't know who sung it. And yeah. then I was like, okay, Bush, because I looked it up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Daniel likes her. Not this anymore. is a good song. No, no. <laughs> like, this is a good song. Well, and that I- happened to me but with Stranger Things, but Past the Duchy by Musical Youth. I flippin' loved that song forever. Yeah. And now it's everywhere. And you're kind of like, I like this song before. It was cool. I think- but at the same time, I'm happy that people have discovered it because now I as someone who enjoys that song, get to hear it. The conversation that we really should be having here is not about Never Have I Ever being a problematic show and toxic <laughs> character. We should be talking about how problematic Stranger Things is to us as people, as humans, as Why? listeners of music. Because look what it's doing to us, Michelle. Kate and I have both been affected and impacted by this. I think we're having what's called a conversation then. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not that serious. I, no, 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 I'm definitely, like, I do get that kind of mentality that you're like, oh, I wish more. Because I always wish that more people knew more music. At the end of the day, I'm happy that it's out there. I'm happy that I get to hear this song more. Absolutely, yes. Just even talking about Kate Bush Well, it sounds like you were gatekeeping. You were like, <laughs> no, get away from my music, Kate Bush <laughs> No, I, I really, really wasn't. But also just for Kate Bush herself, the sheer joy that it has brought her. She oh, loves Stranger it? Things. Oh, she good. binge watches Stranger Things. And, you know, they obviously approached her, showed her why it was so important mm. to use this particular song, how important it was to the story. And obviously she agreed. And it's great that it's a female, Kate Bush, it's a female song yeah. and it resonates in the story to a young girl. I think yeah. that's a really cool thing as well and she is over the moon at how well it was received this resurgence and you know she spends her days gardening now and this has yeah this, catapulted her back yeah. into fame a yeah, little bit she's just like tea. having ching, a tea ching, ching, ching. good for her she can have a, a taste of what mariah has every year <laughs> at christmas <laughs> i knew the song do you want to know who like really like in the like probably like six years ago made yeah. me really realize how good of a song it was um, placebo Oh, Outcast. Yes. Because Andre 3000. Not no, Andre 3000. Because 3, Big Boy. I watched the interview and he was saying how much he loved Kate Bush and how big of an influence oh, Kate yes, Bush yes, was yes. on his life when he was growing up and how running up that hill when he heard that, he was like, oh my gosh, the synth. And, and it, you would 1 million percent not expect that exactly. with the music that he makes. Yeah, but then when you hear that and then you yes, hear the song that yes. he's talking about, you're like, it totally relates, that heavy synth. 
I'm happy for Kate Bush. I'm happy for the people discovering, because not only do they know the song now, people are now looking into her discography and other albums. Think about all these people who are about to find Weathering Heights for the first time. (gasps) Wow. How could you not have heard that though? Surprisingly. Do you know the song Wuthering Heights? No. Do you know the book by Emily Bronte? Isn't that some old person's book or something? Yeah. <laughs> she saw Wuthering Heights on TV. The, she caught the end of it one night and then um, oh, is that Kate not Bush like a... wrote the song. Kathy was at the window of Heathcliff. Yeah. Oh, and I it's cold. It... She wants to be let into the window. Heathcliff. It's her. Um, she's, Kathy. She comes through the Windy Moors. Oh Out God. on the wily, windy moors. These are a lot of words that you're saying to me. He had know. a temper like her jealousy. I, I always have to sing it to remember I, the lyrics, what I but do I'm not going to do I don't want to sing because it's so high-pitched. Windy, windy moors. I don't know the words. Oh, my God. Strike claim. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> um, you had your temper like my jealousy. It's such a hard song to sing. And I recognise Whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a very artistic interpretation. No. No, come home. The remix. Whoa. Oh, I get, yeah. There that sounds go. familiar. Heathcliff. So anyway. But did I say I could give a performance or fucking what? Yeah. 100%, 10 out of 10. Michelle, do you have anything else you want to say? Um, Daniel, what do you want to talk about? Oh, it's my turn. 20 years ago, something happened. I'm waiting for you to say, oh, what is it? What happened? What is it? Well, Michelle, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. I have a feeling I already know. (laughs) One Avril Lavigne released her debut album, Let Go, (gasps) 20 years ago. Wow, really? Can you actually... I can remember getting that album. Does it feel like 20 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I... I mean, it was a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like 20 whole years. That's crazy. That's a whole lifetime. That is my lifetime because it wow. came out when I was a child. So that we're not talking sense. to you, Michelle. Okay. So anyway, because <laughs> it came, I was in high school. I was just in high school when it came yeah. out, and I remember it was everything. Like I, I remember being like, oh, because I had just started getting into pop punk and all that mm. type of stuff. So to have like a girl in it, yeah, I knew that she was like too mainstream for pop punk. Yeah, like I'm like, hmm, she's not going to be like wildly accepted, but her music was so catchy. I just remember it playing one day during Christmas. A Christmas miracle, oh, someone yeah. would say. <laughs> when we were listening to it, I was eating bacon. So I always oh, think wow. of bacon every time. Oh, so I now you of... associate that with, yeah. okay, a core memory, sure. Yeah, it was actually one of my earliest memories, I swear. Great. But not to rub it in more. Good to know. Um, thank you for sharing as I scroll through my notes. <laughs> so, Here's something I prepared earlier. <laughs> this album, it was released in June 2002. Mm-hmm. It sold over 16 million copies. It went seven times platinum in Australia alone. That's a lot. I mean, it was a different time back then because 2002, bubblegum pop, Britney Spears, that whole era had started a couple of years beforehand. Yeah. You were moving into that bubble of emo. Yeah. Avril was signed to her record label and after a year was struggling because her label wasn't happy with the direction of the music that she was writing and recording. Mm -hmm. So they teamed her up with a production team called The Matrix. Not Keanu Reeves. Oh, I assumed it was Keanu Reeves. So basically they're just a team of people who produce and write songs and do that. Interestingly enough, the first song that they worked on was a short-lived Australian pop duo called Jackson Mendoza. Do you Shut 
Venus um, on Mars. Oh Do you remember goodness, that song? Yes, I think about that song regularly. So, so the Matrix worked on this song, and it was the first one they did, and because of that, they formed the Matrix production team. Oh my god! Oh, but so wait, they were Jackson Mendes. No, 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 they, they were the team worked, behind. Jackson yes, Mendes. they were the team behind. The I'm going to say, don't put that on your resume, but like. The Matrix was also working with Katy Perry, which you can see in Katy Perry's Part of Me documentary, where they were saying to her, be Avril. So Katy Perry's in the studio, you know, knocking over the stool and they want her to be the next Kelly Clarkson or whatever. And, and Katy's like, I just want to be me. Well, first of all, it seemed like she wanted to be Lily Allen and then she wanted to be Lady Gaga. <laughs> but okay. now she wants to be herself. Something else that did stand out from Katy Perry working with The Matrix was Katy wasn't happy with her direction and was saying... Happening to just writing a really good song and letting it be a great song. And the lady in the production team said to Katie, Listen, I have two lovely albums of my own sitting in top drawers in my bedroom, gathering dust right now, that were full of wonderful, poetic, sweet material that no one gave a about. So they were clearly trying to push her direction. So then it makes you think with Avril. I remember at the time people were saying, oh, Avril's fake. She's not a real skater girl. It's manufactured. Do you remember that? Yes. I think Avril, Avril was, was clear. Avril was spearheading her direction. She was. And I think that they made it poppier. Yeah. I remember um, when Hilary Duff released her first <gasps> single, Why I Not? I love Hilary Duff. I remember I saw like a news piece on her and they said, this is a real Avril Lavigne. So they were trying to say like Avril was fake, but this is the real deal. Like Hilary Duff is the real deal, which is funny to think about now. Hmm. But anyway, I digress. So um, back to Avril. The album got remastered for the, its 20th anniversary. And, Did you um, buy it on vinyl? The re-release is being released on vinyl, but it's not out till 2023. But they've definitely mixed the album differently this time around. They've brought the guitars to the forefront to the point where it sometimes even drowns out the vocals in the song. Oh, that's good. And I feel like, well, <laughs> I feel like that <laughs> maybe this is Avril's vision to say now it's going to sound like how, how she wanted, wanted it to, to sound at the time. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I don't like her new stuff. That's fair. I love Let Go. Her my first favorite, two albums, yeah, fantastic. My favourite Avril album probably is her second album, Under My Skin. But mm. Let Go, because it was the debut, because it was my introduction to Avril, I feel like have once a she got place. to like Girlfriend. The third album. That's like a banging hit. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, nah. I love that song. No, no, it's a great <laughs> song. But, you know, I feel like... Similar to Katy Perry, yeah. there's a shtick that they give them that then unless they're evolving, yeah. they it just feels tired. Like when I look at Katy Perry now, I'm like, are you a children's entertainer? Because I don't know who you're marketing this for. Like, have you seen the menu log ad and she's in like all like the kitschy yeah. camp get up? It looks almost like a drag queen's um, Priscilla Queen of the Desert kind of style costumes. And I'm like, who is this for? Is it for children? Because you're giving me wiggles. Okay. And her music isn't adult enough to resonate. Like, it's still so sugary pop that I'm like, there's a disconnect. And then when she does comical faces while she sings, yeah. she confuses me. And I don't like it anymore. I feel like when I see this stuff now mm. with Katie, it feels like it's very within the first and second album. Where she like had California the, Girls. Yeah, she had that whole giant fruits, giant foods, costumes yeah. and, and things like that. It all feels like she's, she's not taking it seriously like it's a joke. But she is. She's taking it deadly serious, but it's just not resonating. Which is kind of what I feel like my point was after Girlfriend with Avril, yeah. nothing felt genuine anymore. Oh, I see, it felt, I see. Felt she was like, either she wanted to evolve and get away from it, but someone was like, yeah. no, 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 you're, you're in this pigeonhole now. You stay here. With Avril, at least, 
after her second album from mm. Girlfriend, at least the next couple of first singles from her albums were kind of gimmicky and like yeah. he's to never growing up and it's kind of like comical or it's a bit of a joke. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why like the introduction to each album is a little bit gimmicky. Yeah. Of course, you're going to see it as I prefer the other stuff where it felt like it was personal. Exactly. And it was, yeah, yeah. I get that. But can please continue with your Avril notes. Of course. So, yeah, the production has changed now on the album and the backup singers have been turned down a little bit as well. Ooh, and moody. Controversial opinion. I could be making this up. It could be in my head. Mm-hmm. But listening to the anniversary edition, the auto tune on the vocals Okay, back in the day, it sounded quite aggressive and a little bit robotic in parts, a little bit wobbled. Metallic? It was like the earlier days of autotune, whereas now it sounded a bit more refined, like more natural Mm. autotune. I mean, especially back in those days, everything was starting to be auto-tuned regardless. It's not to say that this person can't sing. It was just a standard. Side note, have you actually seen this little YouTube, like 20-minute documentary on the guy that created the program that became auto-tune? It's really interesting because he's just like a dude. I'll look it up. (laughs) He's just a dude and he made it and then suddenly everybody wanted it. Yeah. Because I think he made it for something and then Cher got it because she wanted it to sound electronic. She didn't want to sound... She wanted it to sound like a robot because that was the direction that album was going in and then everybody dragged her and then they were like oh wait a minute oh wait a minute look what we can do a few years after that people would refer to that as oh autotune Cher Mm -hmm. used autotune she started the autotune thing and it was said oh it's mistakenly referred to as an autotune, but actually it it's like was... like a reverb. They, well, they said actually it was vocoder and it was this painstaking process yeah. to make it sound like that. So for years, whenever people would say the autotune when they're talking about share, I would say actually, actually no. Actually. actually. <laughs> but it turns out for whatever reason, they lied. They did use autotune for that. And for some reason, they didn't want to associate it with that. And they would say, oh, no, it wasn't autotune. Well, I think because the con- when they did it, autotune wasn't a thing. They wanted it to yeah. sound a certain way. Yeah. And Cher had the reputation that she could sing. We all know yeah. that Cher has a voice. And we all know what Cher sounds like. So then once it started being used to mask bad singing, then you're like, whoa, 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 that's not what we're fucking doing. Okay. Like, I think then that's when they had to change and be like, no, no, no. That's not what we were doing. Yeah. We weren't using auto-tune. We were using like these programs to make it sound yeah. like, which they, I have to believe they were. I get that. But yeah. Did you know, I only found out like recently in the last like, couple of years, you can like sing into a microphone and it has auto-tune already. Like on. live auto-tune. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. And like, not recently, like in the last few months, but in the last couple of <laughs> Yesterday, years. Yesterday. Yeah. No, it's true. A lot of performers perform with auto-tune. live autotune and if you look at Jennifer Lopez's performance of If You Had My Love on Letterman mm-hmm. there is live autotune but back in those days it would have been 98, 99 yeah. I mean if you watch it back now it's a bit awkward Now it's a standard as well. You know, there was that famous performance at the Coliseum and it was like Isabella and Pablo and he went... (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about the real Avril Lavigne, okay. (laughs) Hilary Duff. Actually, we're talking about the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes. Sing for me, Pablo. Wow. 
Michelle, um, <laughs> I carry on. Don't worry, I forgot I was here too. <laughs> Michelle, you was kind, you was smart, you was important. Thanks. No worries. Carry on. <laughs> so is there going to be anything extra on there? Yes, actually there is. They've added on the B-sides on the singles or songs that were used on soundtracks at that time, mm-hmm. which I love all of those songs. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to hear them again. And interestingly enough, do you remember Kelly Clarkson's song Breakaway? Yes. I spread my wings and I learn how to fly. Is it that song? Yes. Make a wish, make a chain, and break away. Another album we played at Christmas time. Can you auto tune it? <laughs> <laughs> we will find out when we listen back to the episode. No, no, no. no. I'll use Vocoda, not auto tune. <laughs> that song was written and recorded by it Avril Lavigne. It does have an Avril sound to it when you think about it. It was recorded for her Let Go album, but obviously they didn't deem that it fit the album. So yeah. it wasn't on the album. It was given to Kelly Clarkson and on the Princess Diary she soundtrack. She spread her wings and she learned She how definitely to fly. did. <laughs> so now Avril has re recorded the song for this release. So it's a new version. And they've also added on one demo from the Let Go album, which is called Makeup, which was also produced by The Matrix. So there is some interesting extra stuff on there, not just the original album. And I will keep listening to it on repeat forever, no matter what you say. Words can't bring me down, Michelle. So don't you bring me down today. I wouldn't dream of it, Daniel. What was your favourite Avril song? From that album or no, ever? No, 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 ever. What's your favourite oh, Avril song? It's definitely going to be from one of the first two albums mm-hmm. and it's definitely going to be Nobody's Home. Oh, deep cut. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, no, but I have such a soft spot for I'm With You as oh, well. Oh, yes. This is too hard. Skater Boy is always going to be an anthem. Okay. I liked Complicated. That was the OG. That, that was, was like our single. introduction, the world's introduction to Avril Lavigne. And then My Happy Ending, I think, is my favorite. That's a great song. Losing Grip, though. Oh, yes. What's oh. your favorite Avril song? Um, with Complicated, I can only think of the Weird Al parody. What? Constipation. Constipation. Oh. Wow. I'm not a Weird Al person. Same. I actually associate Weird Al with all of this. It's like the albums we used to play as a kid. Back Fair to enough. back. Delta Good Dream among them as well. Did he do sure. Delta Good Dream parody? No, he didn't. Oh. Speaking of autotune and Avril Lavigne, mm-hmm. I remember when I was going to see Avril for her Try to Shut Me Up tour, which, by the way, was the first concert that I was front row at mm-hmm. ever. The night that I was at the concert, Avril was actually on Rove Live. Oh, yeah. So that was, oh, for those of you that don't know, Rove Live was like a talk show. and The rise and fall of Rove. McCormick. Would you call it a variety show? I don't know. Yeah, it was a variety show in this. It was the Australian equivalent to like Jimmy Fallon. So Not um, to the extent. It was called Rove Live because it was live. But interestingly enough, I was at the concert seeing Avril live on stage. But at the same time, she was being interviewed and performing on Rove. And so my mom was watching this on TV perplexed because she knew that I was at the concert. So mm-hmm. she's like, but this is live. I guess segments of Rove Live were not yes. live. Did your mom think you were lying? Maybe. She probably thought you were caught out. <laughs> what were you she was really in a pa- doing? She got stuck in a paradox. She was like, yeah. what's going on What here? is happening? And I also remember I have a memory of the time prior to me going to the concert where my teacher said, oh, Avril, the girl who can't sing live. So she had this reputation Ooh. as well, I guess. Did she sing well live? Yeah, she did. Yeah. I think it was based on like award show performances and things like that yeah. where maybe... Like, the, like when the whole thing with Lana Del Rey. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she sounds fine live now. She does. 
Yeah. Sounds great. They are undeniably You're talented. You're only as good as your last performance, though. Sure. Uh, I have this theory that if you cut all of Avril Lavigne's hair off, she'll look like a British man. No, Do you no. think she's a clone? Did we talk no, about no. this before? I was segueing into this. Yeah. So what is this whole Melissa clone? I've seen things on countless celebrities online where it's saying either they're cloned as far back as Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Yeah. This celebrity is actually a reptilian shapeshifter and all this stuff. I 100 million percent do not buy into any of that. I definitely don't. The only thing that I think has happened here is Avril Lavigne at the start of her career, she didn't wear a lot of makeup at the start of her career. She wore the eyeliner and maybe mm. some concealer or whatever. She's also but, kind of a bitch. Sure. But that was um, a shtick. Because of that, I think, she then grew up. Her hair's blonde. She's got different colours in her hair. She's got different makeup looks. Well, she's doing... She grew up. Yeah. Well, effectively, I think she started off as like a bit of a grunge girl. Then yeah. she has pivoted to what would be considered more pop. Because she was so barefaced, yes. hair and everything, now to see her change, it feels disingenuous. Well, they're like, this is a different person. But, like, she's an adult woman. At the same time, Avril was also confused by this conspiracy theory because she says people are saying that it's not the same person or it's a different person, but at the same time she constantly gets told by people she doesn't age, she hasn't grown up. Yeah, but that's the thing with, I feel like, female performers, and specifically women, you're always going to get negativity. I think she's a clone, no. You do? I was going to say, you 100% will be on board with that. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't. Do you think any of these conspiracy theories have anything behind them, any, any weight merit, to them? Merit? Yeah. About being clones and reptilians? <laughs> yes. No, I think I'm... I mean, you're very into sci-fi. Yeah, but sci-fi is fiction. Okay. <laughs> I always yeah. think, like, conspiracies, the more people that you get involved in a conspiracy, the more likely it's going to fall apart. Yeah. So once they get too big, and so often conspiracy is actually just incompetence hidden. Like, when you hear big conspiracies, when you actually take it all the way back, it was a major incompetence that they're like, oh, fuck, we need to fix this up. And yeah. that's when people start to believe, oh, they surely branches the government would do blah, 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 blah. But it's mostly just incompetence. I saw this thing on TikTok the other day where this girl was saying, how do I know we're living in a simulation? Because how can my car, where I can reach to the other side of the door, also have a bus that has two people sitting on either side with an aisle down the middle, blah, blah, blah. I went to the comments. I mean, as you do, you go straight to the comments. No, I, I love the comments. And one of the comments on there was, the bus has the wheels under it, whereas a car, you're in between the wheels. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, well, there goes that theory. But the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> yes, and just like Madonna, <laughs> not Madonna. Do you remember that? It was basically like a Madonna impersonator that released the wheels on the bus that sounded like Madonna's Ray of Light song. Do you remember that? I did see recently a thing yeah. on TikTok and it was like, when the wheels of the bus were like at number one or it was uh, very top of the pops. yeah it was a dance remix. it was a hit yeah in the UK and yeah. at least of course it was a hit in the UK yeah <laughs> this has been a really lovely conversation would you say it has been a good chat on the good chat yeah I'd, I'd say so okay has it been our best maybe maybe not <laughs> who knows maybe in twenty years we'll release the remastered version. <gasps> With all the auto-tunes stripped back. <laughs> With all the parts we cut out. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's been okay. Okay. Only okay. No pressure, Michelle. We'll get her on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a really good prank next time. Okay, oh, you guys. Ooh. You're going to get shelled. <laughs> I'm now just going to be so on guard. All right, well, I'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Sure.